All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Pipeline Things. Uh, we get in-depth with a new guest, Mr. David Futch, where we talk about the wild ride that is failure analyses. Not to be confused with the wild ride that is mutton busting, where Christopher straps his young daughter to a sheep and lets him ride. We also introduced the possibility of bringing Morgan Freeman onto the show. It was a fantastic episode. Listen all the way through to the end. You'll get some great advice on failure analyses, and we look forward to seeing you. Thank you. Welcome to today's edition of Pipeline Things. I am your host, Thing 20, Rhett Dotson, and my co-host, again, not lesser in importance or prominence, Thing 21, Mr. Christopher DeLeon. Chris, how are you doing today, man? I am really, really excited. It's that time really of year excited. again. Yep. Two favorite right. seasons of the year. Christmas. Christmas. And Rodeo birthday. season. No. Rodeo season, Houston Lifestyle Show. All right, hey, so yeah, let's be real clear. Not everybody that listens to this podcast is from Houston. Yeah, Houston Lifestyle Show and Rodeo is, I mean, a it's, rodeo. It's it is, but it's the the, the best rodeo. So we do we do a bunch of concerts, a lot of food, a lot of rodeo, and the best part of it is called mutton busting. Do you know what mutton busting is? Yes, I know what mutton busting is, but we've really got to explain that to all the people out there. So let me let me let me give a, a picture for those of you who have not experienced mutton busting. You take a very very scared small child, motivated. You strap them to an animal that is two or three times their weight. Not not strap. They strap. self power self power. And they you grip slap it. the back of that animal, bow as hard as you can, no, and you, you just let no, it rip. You don't and it. the five or six year old scared is screaming with tears rolling down their face for dear life that they're not going to die. That's not true. And everybody watches around and cheers. And right? everyone cheers and applauds. Exactly. So, and then the kid falls off and they're just like, thank God this is over. <laughs> so so Juliet, my, my daughter, actually is going to get to ride uh, uh, mutt busting in the stadium this year. So we're really excited about that. So. That is fabulous. I'm yeah. sure you must be excited. And to all my I friends I don't know if there, she's excited. Yeah, I'm she I, doesn't know. I we're, we're, just gonna, there. we're just going to put her on it and go. <laughs> when my nephew did it, he was like scared. I can't say the words that would describe how scared he yeah. is because this is a family-friendly podcast. It, but For yes. the record, the muttons love this. And muttons are sheep, right? Yeah. Just so we're clear. Yeah, they, they, they we're love not strapping them a 500-pound bull. It's, for it's the record, the kids... And the mutton. It's totally it. safe, by the yes, way. We put them in great. face guards. They look yeah, like a perfect. hockey player by the time we throw them on there. And for all my friends that are in Calgary, he said it's the greatest rodeo in the world. I'm not going to apologize for that because it's actually and true. Show. It show. There's like what, 18 show. performances? It's just great, man. Wow, it's turned into like an advertisement for the Houston and the cook-off. show. The rodeo, rodeo. cook-off is just the best. Let's it's... bring it back around. So uh, on today's <laughs> episode, we're going to talk about something that is very real, very important to operators, which is failure analyses, right? And so when we talk about failure analyses, um, fortunately, it's not something that happens a lot in the failure in the pipeline industry. When we talk about failures, it's something that we want to be prepared for, and we want to help operators be prepared for. But it's not something that we, you know, we're so prepared for because it happens on a weekly basis. Thank God. But when I think about uh, failure analysis and the need to be prepared, and you can see there's an empty chair 
for us yep. here today. Very special person. Very special person is going to fill this seat today. For you our, guys for can you be the judge of that. For those of you who aren't seeing, we're, we're tapping that nice little seat right in between Christopher and I. Um, I think being about being prepared, about yeah. having an understanding of what's going to happen and what's demanded of the operator is what I think about. Yeah. And I go back in, in time in my life. I had an event happen when I was 19. I fell asleep at the wheel, ran off the road, and totaled mm. my car when I was 19 in Louisiana. Yeah. And, uh, you know, thank God I'm alive today. But the importance of that event, let me explain. To Are you. you running? Is that why you're in Texas? Are you running um, from something? No, I, I did get the ticket cleared. I got the, I'm good. I'm not, I'm, st I'm not on the lamb. I'm not, see how I tied into Can anybody do a background check on that? Is he running from something? Yes. Um, Miss Producer, you can run my background check uh, immediately after this. I should be clear for all warrants in Louisiana and Texas. Um, but yeah, no, so seriously, when you get in a wreck, so the funniest thing happened, I say funny now because it wasn't funny then, I totaled out my car. And it's sitting at the, the whatever, the junkyard or whatever. Mm. And um, I didn't know you immediately have to discontinue registration with the state of Louisiana before you cancel your insurance. I did it the wrong way oh. and paid hundreds of dollars in fines because the state of Louisiana said I had an uninsured car. It didn't matter that it was a giant scrap of metal. Yeah. It was an uninsured car. And what that left to me is there's a process you have to follow. And if I just could have had somebody I could have asked questions to, if I could have said, hey, you know, man, what's the next step? Do I cancel my insurance? Do I take care of the ticket? Do I go to court? What do I do? It would have saved me a lot of pain and headache. So it sounds like you needed to understand the process and potentially have somebody you should lean on to get some help. You know, exactly. But fortunately, I don't total my car every week. It's happened once in my life and yeah. God willing, I'll be... I don't know if that's true. You seem to have a lot of issues with vehicles lately. You know... Lightning, Between pillars in your house, <laughs> For those catalytic of you, converters. That'll be a story on another time, lightning strikes and catalytic converters. Bringing it back around to <laughs> operators. Oh, gosh. You're bringing up all my pain points with vehicles. My wife and I are, like, you know, rolling over. It's, 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 uh, anyway, if, don't ride in a car with me through a lightning storm and don't park your car in downtown Houston. <laughs> Those are my, my lessons for today. But uh, you were an operator. Yeah. Uh, tell me a little bit about, I mean, what's it like? Yeah. When a failure happens for an operator. So it usually starts with the phone call. And then uh, after that, it's just a bunch of fun, a sequence of events that happen very quickly. Using the term fun loosely. <laughs> <laughs> Using the it's, term fun loosely. It's when it's time to get to work. Hmm. Yeah. So um, obviously we're, we're in this to keep pipe round sound and in the ground. And when that doesn't happen, it's all hands on deck. Wow. And so uh, a lot of the ones that I experienced personally as an operator was, you know, you get a phone call at the wee hours of the morning, uh, your significant others like, Why hey, do they always happen in the middle of the night? I mean, why is it like middle of the night and holidays? I feel like there's preferential for middle of the night and holidays. Depending on the failure mode, I have, I think it may have something to do with line packing, potentially, mm, you know, that's just, point. that's one, one idea or one example of some of the things that I thought about. But, uh, you know, your significant other saying, hey, say hi to your boss for me, and uh, hopefully everybody's safe was kind of the way, the, the way mine went. Yeah. Um, and then you normally you'll end up in some kind of war room where everybody's trying to, you know, integrate information and, and live their process. And then after that, it's a, it's a pretty um, clear uh, sequence of events that you have to go through to understand the situation, contain it, ensure, you know, public and pipeline safety, and then figure out how to make sure this doesn't happen again. So in your time as an operator, like, how many failures, give or take, did you probably deal with? I was personally involved in, in um, two of them, hands-on, and in general, probably about four to five of them. Mm. Well, you know, it's not just you and here, I here yeah. at ADV. We actually yeah. have somebody who has a lot more experience than both of us in the realm of failure analyses. And I think, I think it's time 
that we introduce the guest on today's episode. If I can have Mr. Fudge, come on down. David Fudge, come on down. Come on, Chris, don't knock. Oh, Chris is opening up the middle seat there for him, go. bringing him in, bringing him in. This like, is the guy. Like the price is right. Come this on is, down. This is the guy. Down, yeah. man. Do you want to take a bid? We're taking a bid. Oh, by the way, for the audience out there, hopefully you guys have given us so much feedback on the, the audio-related issues we had in the first two episodes. If you're watching the video now, you can see we have upgraded <laughs> tremendously here in the lab. Was uh, that Miss Producer or was that something else? It was a large release of gas. <laughs> That's all I know, and I don't think that was Miss Producer. Okay. He's probably now very offended at that comment. If there's some so, kind of stuff all over my face now, it's probably because uh, there was some editing going on. <laughs> so David Futch, welcome to Pipeline Things. Are you excited to be with us? Of course, yes. My, my career is like on a trajectory right now. You heard it here. Exactly. You heard it here first. There was Futch yeah. before Pipeline Things and David Futch after Pipeline Things. Yeah. So David Futch, who are you? Tell us a little bit about you. So uh, my background is metallurgy, failure analysis. Uh, I've been doing this for uh, about 10 years in the oil and, oil and gas industry. You went to Florida State, right? No, no, no. University of Florida. <laughs> don't ever mix those up. There's a difference Please between don't. I, I'm off, guys. So I'm done. You, you, two, you <laughs> do have something in common. You like gators and you like eating gators. This is true. This is true. I like eating them, too. I mean, okay. there's nothing wrong with it. Okay. Is it legal in the good, state actually. of Florida? If you have a tag. Oh, okay. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So enough side conversation there. <laughs> oh, we'll most, of, most of those 10 years has been in the pipeline industry. A large portion of it doing um, failure analysis, consulting, uh, uh, things along that nature to help operators understand what happened and what mitigations to put in place. And you spent some time as an operator as well, right? I have, yes. And um, between all of your time, so you've worked as a consultant in two different places, specifically dealing with metallurgical failure analyses. That's right. Then you worked as an operator. Yep. Roundabout, how many failures do you think you have had your hands on. Definitely counting with fingers and toes, right? Fingers and toes. <laughs> okay. I hope it gets more than fingers uh, yeah, and toes. If we no. need to borrow Miss Producer's fingers and toes <laughs> to get beyond 20, I think we can do that. We, we might need to. No, uh, somewhere on the order of 100 to 150. Wow. Somewhere in so that So that's part. the guy you call? Yeah. For there you go. Failure so analysis. So, all right. Fun time now. Fun time. Okay. Uh, let's start easy. And then okay. we'll gradually get So harder. is it fair to say you've seen a lot? I have. Probably everything so you it was, can imagine. it wasn't 100 of the same type? No. All right, so you've no. seen selective seam well corrosion. I have. All right, mm -hmm. that's easy. Yeah. Have you seen, I, I asked him this one, have you seen bullets? Bullets? I have, yes. Really? Have you? Yes. Elaborate. Because you can just spray. say yes. A shotgun? Mine was a rifle. What is a shotgun? Shot uh, uh. So there's only, there's only one of us here. <laughs> That hasn't seen a bullet in a pipeline yet. That's Christopher. You're, you're missing out. I, I haven't. Come on, I haven't. Give it the but the for, well, I should pause. Yeah, eventually. Hey, if there's an opportunity, give us a call. <laughs> I'd love to come out and see it. <laughs> wow. What, what okay. about what about uh, damage due to some kind of percussion or explosive device? I don't know if I've seen that one. Okay. What about a washout? Yes. I have River seen crossing. A yes. Okay. River crossing. You sound pretty well versed. I mean, it's, it's I'm, pretty I'm a believer now that, that that David Futch has the experience to help operators. That David Futch has That's the it. experience to help the industry. So, so again, when you have a a failure investigation, it's like we said earlier. You know, depending on your organization size and the experience you have, it's really important to to ask for help. Maybe you need um, what is it that maybe they might need um, the Futch factor. Ah, they, they need a they special need the nickname. Fudge That's, factor. That's what they need. <laughs> the fudge factor. So the when you need factor. help with failure assessment, metallurgical analysis, you have to ask yourself, do I have the fudge factor? 
or did I just go with everyone else? Yeah. We like to think you went with the fudge factor. <laughs> That's it. Is that too much for you? I, I like it. You can embrace it? All right. Yeah, well, get let's some t-shirts it. printed. So, there you go. Yes. If we can get a brown t-shirt presented that has fudge factor instead of thing 20 or thing 21, this producer's going to be on I love, it. I love the brown. brown. What's the yeah, brown? It's close the, to fudge. That's the oh. closest thing I could go with. <laughs> so, wow. Okay. Um, a real original joke, by the way. That was good. You tell. Okay, I've heard that a few times. But, yeah. I'm sorry. Was it? Is it painful childhood no, memory? No, it's not. No. It's okay, not. I just wanted to check. Okay, so let's sure. make it real. Come on. Let's make it real. Let's so going real. back to operators, we're here today to talk about failures. You've seen that before. Yeah. So um, take me through the process. What happens in a failure analysis, David? So after the the pipe's been cut out, right? Or are we talking? No. Let's earlier? start from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, Chris said you get notified in the middle of the night and on holidays. Yeah, you get a phone call. If you weren't busy then, you certainly were busy then. It's the second now, time we've heard that on this episode. Uh, you get very busy very quick. Everyone gets together to try to figure out what happened and what do we do to ensure the integrity of the remaining portion of that pipeline. Okay. Uh, and then the fun begins, right? You get out, you start excavating, figure out what it is. You, you choose a lab uh, to help characterize and figure out exactly Now, now you said a lot there. I mean, uh, does, does the operator just show up immediately and start cutting pipe? I mean, you just send any two people in a truck and say, hey, the line's shut down, cut the pipe. I mean, what takes place in that span of, of let's call it discovery yep. and collection, right? Because we've got to discover the failure and then we've got to collect the necessary material. I mean, really, there's a lot that happens there. What's the importance, I'm going to say, of, of having the right uh, advice, the right input yeah. into that part of the process. Yeah, so you only get to get one shot at it, right? As soon as you dig uh, the earth around the pipeline, whatever evidence could have been there is gone, right? So having a plan in place of, hey, I think it's this based on the features in the, the ILI run or the, the idea of what's there. I think it's this, should it guide me to do X, Y, and mm. Z, right? So it's that understanding before you dig to help you make sure you collect the right data to put it into practice. So is that is that common? Is there um, guidance? out there that an operator can lean on to say, when we have an incident, when we're on site, yeah. as part of gathering data so that we can integrate it to understand the situation, where can operators turn? Yeah, so there's a great PHMSA publication. So PHMSA has a, a metallurgical assessment uh, PDF, right, a, a document. It, it's quite, quite lengthy. But what we've done here at ADV is we boil it down into what we call the collection guide. So those of you that can see this, we've got a collection guide, three pages. First page tells you what a sample. Mm -hmm. I want to cut here. I want to mark the pipe this way. I want photographs of, of whatever. Second page is background info, right? Okay. What pressure was the pipe at? Where was the anomaly? So on and so forth. And last page is a, a chain of custody. And it's really great. For those of you who are listening online, we'll make sure we put a link to, uh, certainly to that document in the show notes. And if we can get a link to, or uh, maybe the name of the PRCI document or the FEMSA document, yep. that'd be helpful. You know, again, there's so much information that you went over there that's critical. Something as simple as properly marking flow direction and orientation mm. of the pipe. Yep. A distance of the cut from the girth welds is so critical. Because when that pipe yep. arrives in the lab, the people that are looking at it have no idea Correct. where that cut was in the ditch. And if yeah. multiple cuts were taken, it, it can really become, you know, uh, yeah. uh, trying to piece together a jigsaw puzzle yep. without a picture really Correct. quick. I, I, would, I would agree. I think flow and top of pipe are the two most missing markings in hmm. all the failures I've done. Uh, it takes literally five seconds with a Sharpie, right, or a paint pen. 
But it takes hours to try and reconstruct it later. Correct. There's ways you can guess or infer what the o'clock is once the pipe arrives, but it's not as good as the markings physically out in the field. So that, that's step one, right? So let's assume that the, the operators made the way in the field. When, and I like you, you brought up a lot. You have to have some idea of what you think caused the failure so you can make sure that you properly collect the data. Yeah. Right? And we shouldn't skip past that. As an operator goes in the field, you can't just go blindly. You, right. you should be looking at, you know, again, if you have previous ILI data, you should be looking to collect that, properly integrate it, so that you get the information you need in the field. That's right. Now the pipe's cut out. What happens when the pipe is cut out? What takes place next? Yeah, so you, you choose uh, someone that you trust, uh, a lab or an organization that you trust to send it over to, for help uh, for them to analyze, right? Uh, hopefully that's us here at ADV. I guess you get to news, use the newly branded Futch Factor <laughs> to help you out. Uh, so we, we get it here and it's heavily driven in a visual examination. What do I see? What features do I see? What does the pipe look like? Once I visually examine it, the rest of the protocol or the analysis sort of falls into place. What do I do next? Uh, and that's really where the expertise of, hey, I'm looking at this. I think it's this. I'm going to tailor my investigation to go after that feature. So give us an example of um, what are main steps of a failure analysis that you would yeah. go through as a metallurgist? So it's driven first, visual, mm -hmm. right? So you get the visual exam done. Uh, then it's a whole bunch of cuts uh, to get to the feature. Uh, and then it's some sort of fractography, right? So looking at the fracture surface or the, the leak. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some sort of metallography to confirm the surrounding material. What does that look like? So let's hone in on that. You said fractography. Yeah. Um, give us a fractography 101. What, what does that mean? What does it look like? Yep. What do you use? Yep, so it's just looking at the fracture surface for signs of any sort of uh, crack growth, mm -hmm. for signs of... Uh, say a layer that's a different color or shade which may indicate a pre-existing flaw uh, so on and so forth we use a, a light microscope or a stereoscope mm -hmm. uh, basically you're able to change the contrast of the light to help identify different features on that fracture okay what, what's another example you said metallography um, metallography yeah. yeah walk us through that so metallography is you take a small piece from the origin or other representative area uh, you put it into some sort of epoxy or hardened material Mm -hmm. uh, and then you grind, you polish, and you etch uh, to reveal the microstructure. Once you okay. see the microstructure, you have a better idea of uh, kind of what went on, how the crack propagated, if it was a crack, uh, any sort of preferential attack, so on and cool. so forth. So those are tools for analysis, for you to That's understand right. what's going on. Yep. And so, uh, how important is it for you to get that right? Is there a way to do it again if there's a misinterpretation? Yeah, if we like say that? we cut in the wrong place, <laughs> you know, because we got willy-nilly. Yeah, no. So the fudge uh, doesn't get willy-nilly. No, you, you should always uh, measure twice and cut once. Okay. Mm. I, I don't know how that works in a failure analysis sense. <laughs> Maybe you agree on the location twice and then cut a once. Agree <laughs> twice and cut once. But yeah, as soon as you cut, the, the evidence is gone, right? Okay. And any cut you make, there's some sort of thickness of material that's been removed by the cutting process, sure. right? Uh, and so it's really important to figure out, to plan that out. I'm chasing this feature. I know the features are here. I want to cut this way to maximize what I learned. So you know what? This is a good moment. I want to dive in a little more on this failure analysis. We're going to take a break for just a moment, and we will be right back. Miss Producer, on you. Hi, my name is Chris Alexander, and I'm president and founder of ADV Integrity, and we are the proud sponsors of the Pipeline Things podcast led by Rhett Dotson and Christopher DeLeon. In that podcast, they're going to be talking about things like integrity management, 
uh, pretty much anything related to pipelines, including regulations, technology, and uh, anything that you would need to know. They're also going to be talking about current events. Um, for those of you that don't know anything about ADV Integrity, we're a consulting company. We do uh, full-scale testing. I'm actually here in the lab and really high-end engineering to serve the pipeline industry. And we would love to hear from you and really excited about being sponsors of the Pipeline Things podcast. Welcome back to Pipeline Things, Thing 20, Thing 21, and the newly minted Fudge Factor. We're in the middle of talking about failure analysis. We left off talking about uh, that second step and what happens when an operator has a failure, which is the actual failure analysis. And you were talking about the importance of visual examination, fractography, yada, yada, the number of cuts you take, looking at microstructures on a microscope, um, metallographic analysis, all those things, right? And uh, one of the things that struck my mind is, I, I think people sometimes think maybe that you are operating in a vacuum. It's it's David Futch alone in his metallurgical lab, or like the Batcave. That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's just you alone in the yeah. Batcave. Um, but it's not always that way, No. right? Um, so there can be a lot of other people that might want to be involved, depending on the significance yeah. of the failure, which really only, I think, heightens the level of um, say scrutiny as well as the, the butterflies in the stomach if you will the nerves that take place so who are some people that sometimes can appear in the middle of a failure assessment yeah so uh, I, I think it's important to say that the operator is always welcome right mm -hmm. if it's if it's your pipe here and you have a failure and you want to be involved you should be an open door policy come in take a look uh, outside the operator uh, there could be other people associated with that pipeline it could be a regulator uh, such as FEMSA or someone of that effect uh, it could just be uh, you know, if it got wrapped up in a legal battle, right? It could be someone from the other side sort of witnessing uh, what's going on. Yeah, and you need to be able to accommodate all of those people. And you've done that before, huh? I have, multiple times. Is yes. that fun? Is it fun having all those people in the room? Yeah, it is what it is. It's fun with fudge. That's fun it. with fudge. Exactly. It's true. So it doesn't matter. Attorneys, it doesn't matter who's present. They can all be NTSB, FEMSA. You bring them on. Bring them on. Everybody has fun with fudge. FEMSA and fun with fudge. You get a number of Fs right in a row in wow. there. It's yeah. great. Alliterations, man. I'm, I'm working on them. I'm banging them out. So, all right. So Fun fudge failure analysis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this segment we have to coin. <laughs> so, uh, so um, again, uh, after we wrap up the failure analysis, yeah. we then really get into uh, kind of the lessons learned. You've got to generate a report yep. for the operator, which they use. What goes into the contents of that report? What should an operator expect yeah. to get in a failure report? So the, the failure report should be 100% factual, right? It should only list the facts, what the feature was, uh, where it was discovered, uh, what happened to create the leak, completely factual. Nothing uh, that's sort of uh, out of left field, right? Nothing that sort of is uh, recommendations. Those should all come at a later time, uh, hopefully on a, a smaller discussion. Uh, maybe a follow-on project, but the failure report itself should remain factual. You know, this seems like a sore point with you. As an operator, did you experience issues with, with people inserting, you know, editorial comments into your failure report? I mean, yeah. come on. So I, I, have, uh, I have seen where uh, a recommendation in a failure report turned into an entire risk mitigation model wow. that was built on an error in the failure report. So because there was an error with a recommendation, resulted in the operator having to completely redo the way they attack so, some mythical uh, issue. So how, how does an operator manage that, right? Let's go back to process, right? So we, we go from field to data collection to 
um, lab, more data collection, yeah. fact finding, yeah. and then it goes into a report. Yep. Um, operators are encouraged to be present and to participate. Yep. Um, but take us through some best practice as it relates to reviewing or developing a report. Yeah, I think it's just the uh, does it does it match the the common sense factor, mm. right? If you're you're kind of piecing together this picture, that's you know the worst of the worst and a very low probability of occurring. Maybe it needs to take a second look. Okay. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just matching the common sense factor. Okay. All right. And so after that report is generated, it's kind of interesting because you alluded to what can happen when the report maybe includes errors. But assuming the report is properly generated, it yeah. takes place. How does the operator, how should the operator expect to use that information that you're giving to them? Yeah, so anytime you had a failure, you obviously had some condition on, on a given pipeline, a condition that went too fast, formed something too quick, uh, and obviously failed, right? So understanding if that feature is elsewhere on the pipeline or adjacent pipelines in some cases uh, is incredibly valuable. Cool. So is it fair to say, um, or actually I'll make it in the form of a question, so normally in a pipeline integrity management, we like to think of at least three major elements, right? Materials and how something would behave or how the material would behave, yeah. a target feature or a target defect, and then whatever the, the driving force or whatever loads it has to bear. Sure. Um, how does that incorporate into uh, failure analysis? Yeah, so it's understanding how they, they sort of work together, right? I mean, you could have, I'm gonna use the, the example of a crack, right? You could have a crack almost all the way through wall, but if there's no pressure acting on the crack, well, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just a crack, right? And so it's understanding the conditions within the pipe, whatever the feature is and how those two sort of work together. Yeah, one of the things I remember in, in some of my experience was it's the importance of the report describing and defining each of those that we were looking at and yep. then us as an operator collaborating with our consultant and bringing those together. For example, who makes a call if it's SEC? And how do you get to mm. that? How do you get to that uh, <laughs> definition, right? Defining that that feature is SEC. Maybe you could talk about a couple of tools. Let's say an operator, you know, has a failure and they, they, they bring it to you and, you know, part of that I think was MPI. Maybe we didn't talk about mag particle yep. inspection. It just talks, maybe we hone in on SEC a little bit. Talk yeah, to us about what that Yeah, you know, let's do that like. because that's one that if you get wrong, can honestly yep. have massive sure. consequences on the operator, can have massive consequences yep. on the failure report. Yeah. You get a pipe. It has a crack. Maybe yep. it looks like it has a crack. Let's call it a linear indication yes. for now. Because that, that, that's what we rely on that's our metallurgists and, and the fudge factor to say, hey, what have a linear that? indication. Yep. What is it? Yep. Well, from that point, take us forward. Yeah, so if it pipe comes in a field of indications, uh, maybe the NDE report from the field suggests there's that field. Uh, I would verify that here, a little bit of mag particle to help identify where I want to cut. And I'm probably going to identify, say, one of the cracks failed. I'm probably going to identify an extra crack that's still intact, allowing me to break it open. Mm. So SCC has a very distinctive thumbnail-looking pattern with fractography, like looking at the so fracture So you break surface. it open, you just grab a pipe and just, like, hulk it? We have a really strong technician. Really? Dude, I don't that. think we're ready to introduce him to Billy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't if Billy's so. ready to be on the show yet. No, no yeah, so you chill it in liquid nitrogen. Uh, carbon steels have a ductile brittle transition, so you're in the brittle range, allowing you to, to break it much easier. Uh, when you do break it, there'll be a distinctive thumbnail looking appearance and the the fracture surface will jump from crack to crack mm. that along with metallography to, to figure out how the crack is progressing 
uh, would help to distinguish whether or not it's SCC. And so is it pretty easy, let's say we're talking about a long seam, is it pretty yeah. easy to uh, discern between um, SCC and say a lack of fusion, something that's more manufacturer related? With the metallography, yes. So that's a good reason to do to, to have a good metallography included both in practice and also in the report. Correct. Awesome. Agreed. So it's all coming together for us now. It's a big piece of the puzzle, right? <laughs> so before we get too far down the road, um, you've got a small child, right? I do. Would you strap him to a sheep and see what happens? <laughs> I, I, I would, yes. <laughs> He's huge, wow. though. Uh, so I, mean, I don't know if we're going to get on, on to, to, to parenting protocols on pipeline things. Maybe not today. I'm clearly outnumbered. But um, He may be bigger than your seven-year-old. I thought you were going to say he might be bigger than Christopher. I was going to say, wow, that's a possibility. There, there's a possibility. <laughs> the kid's huge. Wow. Um, so for the record, Juliet six for all those strict sorry, followers of the mutton busting requirements. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not going to put little rat, uh, junior rat, onto onto the muttons yet. Um, well, Futch, you know, again, I um, do want to want to thank you for for taking the time to talk with us here on 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 pipeline things. Uh, before we recap, any any last words for the audience? No, I think, one thing you want to leave them with. Uh, call when you need help. Right. So mm, if, if yep. something happens, you're unsure. Hey, I'm out in the field. I think I've just had this issue. Uh, <laughs> it's worth a phone call, even if the job doesn't come to us. If we can just help out, yeah. it's certainly worth the phone call. Using the collection guide here helps. Hopefully, guides you guys out in the field. Uh, but certainly, call if you need help. And that's something we share for free. The collection guide. Yep. Yeah. You know. And again, I I want to I want to take that back to uh, my my intro at the beginning of this, which is talking about that that car accident. You know. I've only been in one in my life, and there may be a lot of operators out there. You may only walk through one failure analysis in the span of your operations. And if that's you, man, God bless you. you you've had a great career. Yeah. But when you go through that one, it can be an entire nightmare for you, for your coworkers, um, and for those around you. Yeah. Give Futch a call. You've got somebody there that can actually guide you through that process, lead you through the key steps, how to integrate with regulators if need be, how to make sure you get the proper information in your ferry report. And, and again, a phone call's free. The collection guide's free. Um, don't feel like you have to, to walk it alone. Get help if you need it. So do we want to recap? Yeah, so we're going to recap. Do you want to recap? No. You want me to recap. That's what Futch is for. So walk, walk us through the recap. Yeah. yeah. Right? Discovery, collection. Um, analysis and reporting. Take us through it. Yeah, so uh, have a plan in place, right? You had a failure. Have a plan when you get out to the field. That's where our collection guide or a phone call can certainly help. Uh, send it to a lab you trust. Send it to somebody you trust and an organization you trust. And if you don't have anyone you trust, you can trust the fudge factor. Sprinkle the Should fudge factor Should I drop that down a level when I say you can trust the, the fudge factor? <laughs> uh, can I don't we know. Get, he, he doesn't seem like a yeah. fudge factor. Can we get Morgan Freeman next episode? To He's more of like a misproducer. The fudge factor. You can reach out to Morgan Freeman and ask him if he would be willing to attend our podcast and let us know what he says. Thank you. Yes, voice She's taking that soon. note right now. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. Okay, so send it to a lab you trust. Let them dissect it. Come up with a report. Yeah. Uh, a report that's factual, right? That's no right. recommendations. Uh, and then circle back with, with that organization. Learn how you can uh, chase that flaw or that feature elsewhere on your system. Awesome. So one last question for you. Yeah. Have you had enough fun on today's episode to return and do another series for us? Maybe in the so. ditch collection? Let's do it. Think so? Yeah. If Miss Producer gets you a t-shirt, will you return? 
Uh, depends what the t-shirt is. A brown, a brown, a brown, has a brown fudge on the front. Fudge on the front. Hashtag fudge. All right. Well, again, uh, that, I think we're about to wrap it up on today's episode. Hopefully, you really got something. Remember key things. If you are an operator and you're dealing with a failure analysis, get help. We have the fudge factor here at ADV to help guide you. And uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Remember, uh, it, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review if you liked us on Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, wherever you might find us. Remember, share this episode with your friends, your family, your pipeliners, and yes, your mom too. I did confirm that at least my mom is listening, so I'm up plus one on viewers, and we will see you the Wednesday after next. I am your host, Thing 20, and my smaller co-host, Thing 21. We'll see you next week or two weeks later. We love you.